Justin. I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is. Hey, Maurice, how was your weekend? My weekend was really, really good. So I went down to Virginia on Sunday because my older brother was having a milestone birthday. Okay. So, yeah, he's turning 40. What to say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, my sister-in-law arranged... Um, like a surprise party for him. We met at uh, Top Golf. Okay, have you heard of that? Yes. Okay, that's where you go and hit the balls off the mm-hmm. roof. Yeah, that. yeah. And so um, she had us. We got there before they did, so we were like kind of posted up at the bar, and then um, they walked in. So he, my sister in law, and then their two kids were there. Oh, so it was yeah. a surprise. It was a surprise. Oh, yeah, lovely. yeah. So he's he said he figured something was going on because like our family group text wasn't like popping like it usually is right because we were just like we didn't want to ruin the surprise so we just didn't want to say anything totally understand yeah. had a similar situation yeah and so um yeah so we had a good time it was like um like her uh parents were there a couple of my brother's friends were there we had like a good family time it was really good mm-hmm. to be there so shout out to my older brother happy birthday and enjoy your 40th year Yes. Also, thank you to my sister-in-law for putting that on for him. It was a big, it was a big to do. It's you know, like coordinate, coordinating everybody's schedules and like getting everything together. And it was actually our tenth um, anniversary of meeting each other because, oh. yeah, because she she um, did his thirtieth birthday mm-hmm. party. It was a surprise, also. And we did like one of those dinner cruises, oh, nice. like around um, Washington Harbor. Okay, and um, yeah, so she did that. So. Oh, lovely. Shout out to her, too. I love her, too. My, my Aries <laughs> sister. <laughs> you all have the same birthday. I know. <laughs> yeah, so we had a good time. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah. How was your weekend? My weekend was also good. I went to my best friend's surprise birthday party. Mm-hmm. He also celebrated a milestone. Ten years less than your brother, but a milestone less. <laughs> uh, so, again, it was really, like, kind of similar because my best friend, John, is, like, super type A and mm-hmm. knows about everything. Yeah. And I'm kind of clumsy. And you I'll, are. Like, not only clumsy physically, but, like, I'll just talk really freely and openly. Uh-huh. I might say something that would just give away the fact that yeah. it's a surprise. Yeah. So it was really hard to kind of, like, um, ratchet back my communication with him mm-hmm. in the weeks prior to yeah. the party. Yeah. Or, like, just I had to be really intentional about mm-hmm. everything I said so yeah. that nothing slipped. Yeah. But he was uh, genuinely surprised. All okay. his friends and family and people were there. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, Sunday was Outfest. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Philadelphia, which is a great street festival in the neighborhood. And I guess it's to celebrate National Coming Out Day. Yeah, which is October 11th. Right. Mm -hmm. So that was a really, really fun time. The weather was really nice. There were street performances. Mm -hmm. I saw Frenchie Davis there. Oh, really? Um, Yeah, she was really good. She lives in Philly now. Really? Yeah, she said Mm. she moved here a year ago. And she's just in love with the city. Well, we do have some good food, and Frenchie loved to eat. Oops, stall. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she she sang... Her face down. Really, she broke the mic. I feel like <laughs> I feel like Frenchie didn't get her due because she's like the two thousands version of Lizzo, but she can actually sing. sing. Right, right. I'm gonna say yeah, because you know, she was a big girl. But I think that when she had those pictures, <laughs> but again, that shouldn't have been irrelevant. Like she's a major talent. Yeah, powerhouse. Yeah, but that was fun just to be in the streets with all the gayness. I personally do like Outfest better than Pride because it's just like. Okay. One, it's cooler. It's not oppressively yeah, hot. Yeah. To me, parades are tired. Well, it's just like you, it's not a participatory, like a participatory thing. Mm-hmm. I'd rather just there be dancing or stages and games and 
people can kind of just like, maybe like go meander, meander yeah. and be in it instead mm-hmm. of everyone observing something that they're not participating yeah. in. Yeah, uh, I hear you. The one thing I don't like about Outfest is that it's always on a Sunday. It is. And I'm like, I got to go to work tomorrow. It usually is on the Sunday where Columbus Day is the following Monday. Yeah, but everybody doesn't get off on Monday. And all the woke people should be at work in protest. Right. But they down to the mall trying to get them Columbus Day sales. I know a lot of schools still had school, I saw. Really? Yeah. And then some, like now they call it Indigenous People's Day. Okay. And then you see like people like through like the red paint on the Columbus statues. Mm-mm. We should go down to Columbus Boulevard and see, make sure everything's intact. <laughs> <laughs> it might not be. Right. But happy Thanksgiving to the people of Canada. Yes. I like that Canada has its Thanksgiving in October. Yeah. It just kind of gives it more breathing room between, mm-hmm. between, between like, Thanksgiving and Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. And it's also nice to have it on a Monday as opposed to a Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Because I would just click on Sunday, y'all have leftovers on Basically. Monday. That's how we'd rock it. Yeah. But yes. But when do they have their Black Friday sale? <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into what you're drinking. So tonight we're still on wine. We are still on wine. Because, you know I mean, it's been busy. It's wine season. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like I was just talking to some of my girlfriends from law school. And I was like, we need to go to like the winery when the leaves are changing and just mm-hmm. like kick back and drink wine. I love wine in fall. So what are you drinking tonight? Oh, tonight I'm drinking a uh, Spanish wine, a Tempranillo. Oh, okay. Um, I like it, but it's really robust. It kind of has like a, a cherry hint. Okay. Tonight, I love Spanish wines. It reminds me of when I was there earlier this year. Get a whole bottle for like $2. So yeah, cheap. It's and so, so tasty. Cheap, yeah. And it's like good bottles of wine. Mm-hmm. This is a good one, too. Yeah. And the artwork on the cover kind of is like... um. What is that? I don't know. It's, kind of, it's, not, it's not Gaudi. It's gaudy, though. Oh, it does look very Spanish-inspired. Mm-hmm. It's not Van... Is Van Gogh, right? No? Yeah. But sometimes I do just buy wine because I think that the label's pretty. Am I the only person that does that? Yes, you are. What are you drinking, Maurice? Tonight, I'm drinking my, one of my favorite wines. It's a Torontos. And I've had it before on the podcast. You have? Yeah, I love it. It's Argentinian? Or Chilean. Okay, so we're, we're Spanish tonight. We have Spanish-themed wines. Yes. Cute, cute, cute. All right, guys. Well, let's hop into the categories for this week. Category is Belle of the Ball. Hollywood's darling has been cast in a lead role in a, another remake for Disney. Mm, mm-hmm. And I believe that this is, I could have sworn that Disney did this remake, but I, maybe I'm wrong. And this is Cinderella. <laughs> None other than Miss Billy Porter has been cast as the fairy godmother in Cinderella. Mm-hmm. Cinderella will be played by that. Um, Havana Na 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 girl, Camila Cabello. No, man. Yes, honey. For real? This is a whole mess. Where is uh, that white girl, Jennifer, when you need her? <laughs> Which one? Um, the one that won all the awards. Winter's Bone. Jennifer Lawrence? She didn't win yeah. for Winter's Bone. Oh, though. but because that, that was a good one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where's Jennifer Lawrence when you need her? Well, she's a little old to be Cinderella. Well, Taylor Swift? <laughs> <laughs> no, man. <laughs> <laughs> but Camila Cabello? Of all people. Sis. Girl. Gosh. No, man. But Billy Porter, I think, is... I like the idea of him being cast as the fairy godmother. I, mm, okay. Because it pushes on the boundaries of what we think these characters are and what they can no, be. No, But it's also really indicative of when Zendaya was at the Met Gala this past year. <laughs> and her stylist, that. Law Roach, was actually waving that smoky wand. That e-cigarette. That, <laughs> that, that jewel. <laughs> he probably got some vaping disease now. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, don't let him be the eighth person that's died this year oh. vaping. But it lit up that whack-ass dress. Mm-hmm. But 
No, he was basically playing her, her fairy godmother in yeah. the red carpet. So maybe I That's think tired. Billy Porter is going to be able to do the role. <sighs> Not for me. Mm-hmm. The best live action Cinderella. Well, the only one that I know is with Brandy and Whitney <laughs> yeah, Houston. Whitney Houston, rest in peace. Impossible. You know, I need an impossible moment. Yeah. For a plain country bump. That was the join back in the day when I was a kid. I remember Even though her sitting. parents didn't match. Her what? The parents didn't match. What you, oh, because it was Asian and they was whoopy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, how they had this baby? I, where y'all get this kid from? But I remember sitting watching that on, like, Disney Family. That was mm-hmm. my join. I that loved was good one. it. Mm-hmm. Impossible? Ugh, I could say yeah. that all the time. But Billy Porter, I think my thing with this because he can sing, and he's gonna be extra, and he's gonna get to wear gowns. That's the thing that I have a problem with. I feel like, and I love Billy Porter, mm-hmm. so now I'm not like taking anything away from him with getting a check. But I just think that is it acting or is he just being himself? Is he being typecast? And yeah, and as a caricature. Because every red carpet, every interview, he's just over the top. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's wearing these gowns and he's just everywhere being extra. And so is it talent or right. is it a gimmick? Like, does he really act like that? Does he really? Or is he? I mean, I don't know him as a person, right? I think that Billy Porter, the actor, is one person, right? And, but that is a persona. Nobody knows Billy Porter, Billy Porter, like maybe his, his husband, husband or like his intimate friends. Mm-hmm. And we're not entitled to know that person, That's honestly. Fine. But we know his persona. His persona could be whatever the hell he wants it to be. But to yeah. me, my whole thing is, is that I feel like, and I watched him do like a, what's the one with the old man? Not Masterclass or Inside the Actor Studio. One of those interviews about actors. And it was really, really good because mm-hmm. he was talking about how when he first started acting, he was only being availed of roles which were like, the typecast typical gay person where they were the that's punch, what he's doing now. where they were the punchline and where they were like frivolous and silly or just over Hell the top now. And, and, and I was gonna say <laughs> I agree that's what he's doing now right because even on post like the second season uh-huh. you know because I get that his roots is in the theater yeah so it's gonna be hard for him to kind of have more subtlety in his acting for the screen mm-hmm. As in the television screen is also different than the movie screen yeah but I think that the through line in all of his work on screen mm-hmm. is that it's very grandiose and theatrical. Okay. Um, and if that just sticks, that's good. And if that's what's gotten him this far this, at this point in his career, mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. But I would like to see Billy Porter kind of challenge himself. But maybe he don't want to challenge himself at this point. He's you know, stuck in what he knows. But and to kind of a like, check is a check. It, it, it is, but I think that still gay characters... I mean, is he really going to be called the, the fairy godmother? That's my Probably. question. Even though he's... Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Again, but now see, I have to challenge myself, mm-hmm. right? To, like, challenge these norms. <sighs> my issue with this is, remember on Top Model. Okay, which season? And any season. You know I'm a Top Model fanatic. Right, and you're gonna, so you're going to connect with what I'm about to say. Remember any season, any time there was any kind of ethnic girl on there, mm-hmm. and Tyra would say, uh give me more latina give me more cha-cha diva right give me more yeah give me more um hood from the bronx right give me more um any any kind of your asian girl yeah give (laughs) me the the quintessential stereotype of who society thinks you should be right and then they would always get eliminated because it's like girl that's i mean i'm multifaceted that's not all i can do 
And so I feel like with Billy, there's got to be more levels to what he brings. Right. Than just this one over the top, off the charts level. Tyra always wanted them to be a caricature of... But she always wanted all the girls to give her hoe, but make (laughs) make it fashion. fashion. (laughs) (laughs) That was across the board. Yes. But I want Billy to give me something else. Just one. You know, I I want him to give us something where he's not singing. Mm. Um, I didn't know he sang. I thought you rapped or <laughs> whatever. Okay, Mariah. Where he's not singing, uh, where you know he's not gender bending. But maybe right. that's the thing. Maybe that's the role that he's meant to serve. And if it's getting him this, he's never had so much success. Good for you, Billy. Tens for you. Mm-hmm. Not taking that away from you. Or maybe but... Billy doesn't want to be taken as like a serious actor. Maybe also the culture's changing. I don't know. Billy just want to take it to the bank. And I don't mind that. <laughs> and I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that either. Yeah. You know, because even though one of my favorite people mm-hmm. in the world, and I'll be discussing him further in my I Said What I Said, but sure. RuPaul mm-hmm. is a caricature. But the, I feel like the whole... What RuPaul did, first of all, started at a different time. Right. A much right. different... In the 80s, mm-hmm. it's much different than the 2000 and damn, like, 20s, practically. Mm-hmm. Honestly, they're both... I mean, Billy Porter does drag. True, but the difference between RuPaul... Mm-hmm. Is that RuPaul is the character, RuPaul Charles is the person. Right. And, and there's a distinction between yeah, the two. Uh-huh. But Billy Porter is... I don't know how he's any different than Praytel. I don't even know who that is. Praytel's a character that he plays on Pose. Okay. They seem very similar. Okay. It's just like when Jennifer Hudson played, <laughs> you know, uh, the, the assistant in Sex and the City. Yeah. I don't know how that was any different than like the regular Jennifer Hudson. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Or like Mary J. Blige. You know, there's certain women. <laughs> what did she play? <laughs> when she played the um, Eveline. Oh, she was good at that. She was good, though. though. <laughs> <laughs> On the live stage performance. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, Frenchie's song, mm-hmm. um, Home. Mm-hmm. I was in chills. Really? At the outfits. In chills, like, ready to cry. She sung Home. And then she sung a Shaka Khan song. You know, Shaka Khan is Shaka one of who? my... Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan. All right. She's one of my faves. Mm-hmm. Shaka Khan was also named as one of the Variety Magazine's Women of Power alongside my diva, Mariah Carey, Ooh. and some other chicks. Okay. Yeah. Well, go ahead, diva. <laughs> that rolls us from the diva of Billy Porter into a much lesser known, although very valid, 90s diva, Lauren Hill. You know, she's had her, her moments. Mm-hmm. She's had um, her history. <sighs> well. She's had her children with Marley. No, no. With Rohan Marley. Rohan. They have like five and then she had another one with, someone with else. somebody else. Yeah. Right. You know, she's had her tax Girl. issues. She's had her extreme tardiness. <laughs> have you ever seen her live? <laughs> yeah, I have. I have too. So, but the thing, okay, don't give Lauren too much because when I saw her live, she, like the, sto- the show started at eight. Mm-hmm. She didn't come on until like 11.30. Right. But she had like three opening acts. Oh, so that was like I think people aren't taking that into consideration when they say, "Oh, she she don't show up on time." Right. Well, well yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's well, well. How much time between the last opening act and her? It wasn't that long. It was probably okay. like fifteen, See, twenty minutes at yeah. the most. When I saw her, there was no opening act, oh. and she um was about I think two hours late, mm-hmm. and then she came out mm-hmm. and she did the whole show, and it was only miseducation. <laughs> And she did the whole show in 35 minutes. She did sister, right? I mean, I would appreciate it. <laughs> but the whole show was 35 minutes because it was like she sped them up, all the songs yeah, up. And it's like yeah. the X Factor was like a dance track. And she's giving you something new. Um, she had like on like this, it was practically a burqa. Really? 
she had like this huge voluminous gown with this uh-huh. cape and then this hat and all you saw was her red lips oh. and you couldn't see like her and mm-hmm. the lighting was bad I mean, they... you sure it was her right that's what I'm saying <laughs> but um it was a good show because uh-huh. that album was like very special to me like that album is one of the top five albums uh-huh. in my life okay. life changing yeah one of the I think it's one of the best albums that was ever done yeah like, but, people say what you want about Lauren Hill, but she put out that album in, what, 1998? 1998. And it catapulted her. Imagine a dark-skinned black woman mm-hmm. with locks, mm-hmm. and she was, like, on the cover of magazines. Everything. And yeah. she won all those Grammys. Mm-hmm. Like, and she was a rapper. Mm-hmm. And I think she's also, like, not giving props as one of the best rappers of all time. She's not. Also a bomb vocalist. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't seen any talent like this, you know, as in terms of both being both a vocalist and a rapper. Mm-hmm. Until there was Azealia Banks. Uh, just, don't know, man. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. Azealia no, can uh, sing. And they have the same mental health issues, no, man. No, well, man. you know, they, they, are, they are artists. Um, Troubled. But, you know, at that time, it was just her and Erica. Mm-hmm. Who were really shepherding in this doing? whole, you know, the neo-soul yeah. movement. You know, they were pre-Jill Scott. Mm-hmm. You know, and then Jill Scott, she, she also helped she, it. And mm-hmm. Maxwell and all of them. She did. But... You know, there's been a report that uh, Lauren Hill is allegedly coming out with new music. <laughs> now, I say allegedly because we can't rely on her. You can't rely on her to be on time. You can't rely on her to pay her taxes. You know, you just, you just have to know who you're dealing with. Right. But there's this new film that's coming out. I believe, I'll check the date. Okay. But it's called Queen and Slim. And it's directed by uh, Melina Matsukis, who's who friends is? with Beyonce and Solange. She's actually Solange's friend. Okay. And Solange put her in touch with Beyonce and she directed the Lemonade visual album. Oh, okay. And then she also was uh, a director on, what's that show everyone loved? Insecure. Insecure? Yeah. So it's, she's, it's a director on that. But there's that new black Bonnie and Clyde that's coming out called Queen and Slim. The, uh, it looks really good on the trailer. Really? I really do want to see it. It also has a star. Um, another actor that's in it is India Moore. She plays on Pose. So I'm not, I just, I, I am going to go see the film. I believe it is in theaters on November 27th. So right after the Thanksgiving holiday. Oh, they're going to get all the blo- the box office. Yeah, so so you can tell they're trying to set themselves up for mm-hmm. Oscar type buzz. Because didn't that other movie come out? What movie? If Bill Street Could Talk. Didn't that come out around Thanksgiving? It, it, or was it Christmas? It, no, it came out around Christmas. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I remember going to see it, and uh-huh. it was slow. It was not good. Uh, Especially, yeah. but it was the sophomore work mm-hmm. of um, Barry, Barry Jenkins. Jenkins. Yeah. And you just can't be, um, um, what's it called? Moonlight. 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 Yeah, mm-hmm. Moonlight like, changed my life. That's yeah. top 10 film for me. Okay. But uh, at Beale Street, no, man. <laughs> but I am going to go see Queen and Slim, because okay. it looks great. I love the one moment. Her name is Jody something. She's a black girl named Jody. I just keep thinking of Daria. I'm Daria. <laughs> right, right, right. But I do not like... It. He's a perfectly fine actor. Okay. It's just... I just don't like looking at him. Mm. Daniel Kaluuya. Who is that? He's the guy... Come on. He was in... um what was a big movie? The Black Panther. He was the guy in Get Out. The Sunken Place. Ooh. Something got, about... The just, eyes. The eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, the eyes are really doughy. They're like... He's got exophthalmous. With his yeah. eyes bulge out. Like, it's like a thyroid condition yeah, or something. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I, He's just not the most pleasurable to look at for me personally. He's in another movie too. He, he, I couldn't even watch. And the I don't think he's that great of an actor either. No. But again, Lauren Hill has done some original new songs for this album, and um, I guess that the songs were you know a part of a bigger things or songs that she's been recording. Okay, that she's going to release some new 
it's a new material. All right, check That's for this new album in spring of 2025. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a feat, though. Like, she is She's stretching. still making money. And people yeah. are still buying tickets. Yeah. All right, what's the next category, child? This person, I don't understand where he's coming from with this. And I like him. So, Kanye West is getting all kinds of fever <sighs> on the internet. Because in the latest episode of... Keeping up with the Kardashians when they were getting ready for the Met Gala. Right. And so he made some comments mm-hmm. to Kim mm-hmm. because Kim was snatched. In that gown. In that dripping wet gown. The Sophia Loren inspired. Inspired, yeah. Wet, wet drip look. And Kanye had a lot to say to Kim about it. So he, he was basically saying, um, you know, he views his wife. He used to view women as like, you know, oh, the sexy object. You know, when I was single, he would look at the sexy girl. Mm-hmm. And then now he's married. At that time, they had three kids. They were about to have the fourth one. Right. And they had been married for a while. And he's like, you know, I, I, why do you have to be so sexy? Why mm-hmm. do you have to have a corset moment? Why? Mm-hmm. Who are you trying to be so sexy for? Mm-hmm. She rightfully checked him. And she was like, listen. Because he was saying he was on, like, some kind of journey and, like, his spiritual, he, you know, he's being... I was starting this call stuff. Yeah, church. Is, yeah. And so she was like, listen, <laughs> you might be on the journey, but I am not. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was or like... I'm the, not where you're at. Yeah. And she was like, you know, it was like the day before the Met Gala. Like, all this stuff had already been planned out. Like, the looks were already together. And that's months and months of planning. Of people. planning and, like, fittings and, like, you ain't say anything about this before. Right. And you gonna bring this up now? Because he's pleading from a place of fear. He's speaking yeah. from a place of insecurity. Wow. Because no, no tea, no shade. Uh-huh. I mean, and she had a valid point. She said, you were the one mm-hmm. who helped to redefine my look. That's true. Because he did. before Kanye came on the scene, mm-hmm. he did elevate her style, mm-hmm. in a sense, mm-hmm. because she, she was less BB. <laughs> Remember BB the store? The store. <laughs> yes. Because she used to be, she used to be BB. They still open? She used to be an Hervé Leger bandage uh-huh. dress. Yeah. In a Down. bright color. Yeah. That was very much her aesthetic. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. well, that was also the look at the time for the young girls. It was, but then he elevated her look to it was much more monochromatic. Mm-hmm. It was I much more pared down. Yeah. It was a little more. Sometimes it was more skin covered, but it would still be very body conscious yeah. or less skin covered, but not as or baggier. Mm-hmm. I think he gave her more like, um, cred, you know, cred, yeah, or clout mm-hmm. in the fashion, in the fashion world. game, yeah, um, but. He also helped to make her the sex simple that she is today. Well, I think she had that before. <laughs> yeah. Right. But I think that in terms of like within the fashion game, I okay. don't think that like all okay. these high end designers would have been checking for her mm-hmm. if it was not for Kanye's yeah. influence. Okay. I could see that. But like, what do you feel about that? Like in terms of like well, your partner kind of like dictating your presentation or expression? Well, I get it. Um, I think... In a way, it might be some kind of, you know, the um, Madonna horror complex? Yes, yes, yes. So, a Madonna horror complex is like a Freudian kind of um, psychosocial construct where... Did Freud do Oedipus and Electra too? I think so, yeah. uh Yeah. And so, um, it's where... (laughs) So, the Madonna horror complex is kind of... It's also called psychic impotence. Right. Where the man, because he views, like, you know... Some girl he just fucking like that's my whore like I can do whatever I want to her mm-hmm. I see her as a sexual object yeah but the Madonna comes in like once I um, marry her 
But once we get married, yeah. once, you know, I see her as like Madonna, meaning like the Virgin Mary, like right. pure, you know, wholesome woman. Like that's my wife. Mother of I my children. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily objectify her the way I would sexually objectify, you know, some hood rat on the street. Right. Dressed all nasty. Right. And but so that, I, Yeah, but that can also happen within one person because I think that at one point he was, Kim was his whore well, and then became his Madonna. Not whore in the sense of... No, but yeah. he liked her when she used to dress that way. Yeah, you know? yeah. But think, I get where you're saying because things do change. They do. Like you, you know, when you're dating, when you're, before you get married, before you have those kids, it's like smashing every time you see each other. Right. You know, like it's really hot every time. And then once you get married, once you get settled, once you get, you know, in the routine of married, grown up adult life. And Kanye, I believe, is what, over 40? He is. At this point. So is his waistline. Ooh. And Kim is like 38, 39. But I think once you get older, then, you know, you kind of look at your partner in a different light. Sure. Yeah. It's like kind of when, because some of my girlfriends, they won't let their partners, their boyfriends, Mm -hmm. wear gray sweatpants out of the house. What about if they have on boxer briefs? (laughs) Still. Okay. No. I get it. I mean... But I think there's also, like, a discussion in the fact that, like, men can wear athleisure outside the house, and it's still considered to be sexy, as opposed to, like, women having to wear very, like, body-conscious, uh-huh. tight, you know, almost like these contraptions of clothes mm-hmm. are, like, kind of are designed to limit their mobility. <laughs> No, honestly, you can't walk. You can't walk. But you the know what the gray sweatpants are showing. I know what they do. Okay. I do see it's like, you know, I feel like he's like, you've proven yourself. You've done that. Now let's push beyond. Okay. But I think she's still very much in that moment and still trying to hold that crown. And she's not ready to pass the torch, if you will. Not yet. But she also is like, but also he needs to be sensitive to the fact that, you know, she still got it. She still. <laughs> and again, men and women, men can age and have mad wrinkles, mm-hmm. sunburn, horrible skin, and they still can just wear like a white t-shirt and jeans and they're sexy. Yeah. But when women age past 40, it's like you're done though. Done, girl. You know, now you're playing everyone's mom or grandma. <laughs> you know? You don't get to be sexy. Like, the right. only time Meryl Streep has ever been sexy was in the Double Wears Prada. And even that was like a... Meryl Streep? She was sexy to me, but Ooh, she was no still man. old lady sexy. Ooh, uh-uh. you, would think, you ain't think she was sexy. Miranda? Uh-uh. No way. Okay, but the, look, that's as sexy as she could be. <laughs> Meryl Streep is like seventy five. Okay, but what movies do? Old, but why can't seventy five year old women? In but you our know who was a sexy, sexy? You know who was a sexy old lady? Who? Helen Mirren. Is she though? She is. She's like wearing She's Victorian age appropriate though. Her titties be sitting though. She is like for a woman of her age. She's mm. sexy without being like overtly sexy. See, I think Jane Fonda is sexy. She got too much work done. But why does it have, what's that have to do with being sexy? I mean, she got good work, but I like people to be as natural as they can be. So, I don't know. I think that I can kind of see where Kanye's coming from. But let her dictate how that goes and where that goes. You know, maybe his concerns were valid. Was it the appropriate time to bring that up? Definitely not. She was on the cover of Vogue during the Met Gala when that happened. Oh, was she? So, yeah. I She's got a lot of Vogue covers. I think she only had like two or three okay yeah i don't want to be like naomi and laugh at her they had the one together right when they were about to get married yeah well that's still a cover and then was this her first solo cover Uh, it may have been yeah that might have been but she's done like vogue arabia vogue japan and other Vogue. yeah yeah but but we know the biggest book in the business is yeah vogue all right child well let's hop into our final category this is just a little fun one 
But you know, it is mac and cheese season. <laughs> it is. In addition to being wine season, in the fall, I love to make like things like roasted vegetables, mm-hmm. like Brussels sprouts and sweet potatoes. And I'm not a big pumpkin eater, but I do like when we get into the more. Do you do butternut squash? I do butternut squash soups. Oh, and I like it roasted. I roast, oh, I roast mm-hmm. it. But, you know, I also do like mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because me and my girlfriends will get together in the fall. And it sounds bad, but, you know, everyone's just busy and has lots. So we'll yeah. get together in the fall and we'll be like, oh, we'll make something experimental. Mm-hmm. Remember last year? Ooh. Uh, Ooh. I made that Dutch oven mac and cheese with, with apples mm. and onions in yeah, it. Yeah, don't do that. It was so again. good with the cavatappi Mm-mm. and the gru- I can't just pronounce it. Gruyere. Gruyere. No. Gr- Gruyere cheese. Mm-hmm. I thought it was delicious. It was not. <laughs> it was so good. No, ma'am. Don't do that ever again. It had apples in it. Exactly. Well, I'm going to make another mac and cheese this year. But let's talk about these restaurants, mac and cheeses. Yes. So this girl who worked at Panera Bread worked past tense. Because (laughs) she took it upon herself to film the process of making the Panera Bread mac and cheese. Wow. So I've known this for a while. You said you didn't know this. So when I used to work downtown, my friend Kaziah, she worked... um, a few blocks away also and so we would kind of meet in the middle and mm-hmm. Panera Bread was like right in the middle right. of both of our offices and so we would go there for lunch quick in and out um, and so you know when you order your food then you have to go to that back counter to pick it up right so since I'm you know pretty tall I could see over like that privacy barrier that they had <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> between the kitchen ancient private to me uh-huh. so I had known this for a while is that the mac and cheese is frozen mm. It's in a plastic bag, and they like drop it in, like a boiling water, like or boiling. It's not. It's like simmering. Okay. Water, and then that you know, un- like thaws it out, and then cooks it. <laughs> it basically raises it to the right temperature. So they, they heat it up. They heat it up basically Ugh. in this vat of boiling water. It's like a sous vide. Oh, okay. It's a yeah. sous vide. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So now, like... See, now I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it's sous vide mac and cheese. It's sous vide mac and cheese, bitch. That is fancy. It is. If they just would have said that, it would have been no problem. (laughs) See? Sous vide, honey. I told my mom I'm on a sous vide because you know I love kitchen gadgets. Uh She's like, what the hell is that? Oh, wow. I'm like, yes. Yeah. So this chick, she filmed herself like getting the mac and cheese out of the frozen box, dropping it in the water, cutting the bag open with scissors, and then pouring it in this bowl to serve to the customer. Uh I do not know why she posted it on her TikTok. Her actual, you know, like is TikTok account. the Vine? It's like the new Vine. Okay. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not up with the TikTok. I, just, no. I I've been seeing it more and more lately, but I just didn't know what it was. Okay. Yeah. It's like the Vine, like the new, the new thing. And so she promptly got fired. <laughs> <laughs> her video what got viewed. This is for firing. I guess like intellectual property secrets or something, maybe. Or honestly, I don't know like the actual reason for mm. it. But do you need a reason? It's probably at will state. You don't need a reason yeah. to get fired. And so she got like six million views off of this thing so the caption on the video was to expose panera bread and their oh that's malicious that's why she got fired yeah and then it was like i'm gonna keep you updated oh i just got fired from my job and it's like girl okay (laughs) but again what's the exposure there now to me it's not baked macaroni and cheese it's not it's not like um chick-fil-a's which to me well i've never even had chick-fil-a's macaroni and cheese but i've been told it was good as well i've heard it's good but to me macaroni and cheese is only baked i did not know that like other people had macaroni and cheese Mm -hmm. that was like runny and gooey until i met like you know 
white people. Right. <laughs> not, not, but like understood what they considered to be mac and cheese. Yeah. Remember years ago, years ago, you had that mac and cheese bake off at your old apartment? Oh, with my old roommate. Your old roommate. Oh, all our bitch. friends. Yeah. <laughs> Child. That was fun though. It was fun. Um, so, somebody had like that really good olive oil one. With the penne. With the, yeah, that was my favorite. Yeah. But the seafood one, because you know, niggas is basic. Yeah, you throw some lobster, some shrimp up in there. Shrimp. So that was that was cute. So my friend Camille, um, her boyfriend and I had a mac and cheese bake-off one. Really? Like two years ago. Who won? So, okay. The voting, you know, was rigged. So her boyfriend won mm. the mac and cheese uh, competition. But I won the brownie competition. Okay. So even though. Were they regular brownies? No, they were like my special brownies. With not special, oh, special. <laughs> <laughs> not marijuana. Not special. those kind of brownies. Yeah, it was like my okay. Those mm. brownies I've been making for like got you yeah. special family recipe. Mm-hmm. Got mm-hmm. it. Yeah. No, I think I've done um chili bake offs at my um. How do you bake chili? Because I, I have a really good vegan. No. <laughs> no, stop. No, ma'am. I perfected it. Uh-huh. I I have a really good vegan chili, and you should that try it. It's oxymoron. Well, it's, you don't put no cheese in it? Well, it's only vegan until you put cheese okay. on it. And also sour cream. Let's see. Well, vegetarian chili. And what about the cornbread? Oh, and oh, that too. Because I, you know, I, do, I do do the cornbread. Do you know Jiffy well, I use, cornbread? I use the soy crumble. Yeah, I do that too. You know Jiffy cornbread is not vegetarian? Yeah, you have to get the, 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 the green one is vegetarian. Yeah, the red one's the, the one with the lard. Is lard yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Let's hop into our next segment of the show, Maurice. So now it's time for I Said What I Said. My I said what I said for this week is based on something I heard on the radio today. Mm-hmm. And so I was driving home from work and there was this commercial <laughs> that came on for Girl Scout cookies. Because mm-hmm. you know it's Girl Scout cookie season. Is it? I think so. I thought it was at the end of August. No. Mm-hmm. What is October? Yeah. It is. I saw boys selling cookies outside the Wawa the other day. Really? But I don't buy from boys. Oh, the girls okay. got the good shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's Girl Scout cookie season, and the commercial was all about they have this new marketing campaign for the Girl Scout cookies. Mm-hmm. And it's like we're teaching our girls to um, learn how to budget and empowering them to, you know, be business women and doing this, that, and the third to like boost up the girls self-esteem and like you know business acumen yeah like all of that right and they're saying how they um use the money to create like stem programs for girls so science Mm. technology engineering and math programs right coding and stuff yeah doing this that and third for these girls so then i sat to think because i was stuck in traffic and i was like i've never seen like just a group of girls selling these these cookies really yeah every time, time i never have Really? Yeah, I never have because I always see like the parents selling them or like the mom down at the job. Well, the and little she... girls need to be supervised. Well, some of them be grown. But... <laughs> but even then, even when the parent is there, like the kids are just standing there basically. The moms are handling all the money because the kids can't count. Well, that's just a security issue. <laughs> I buy my girls all cookies down at the concourse, right by the ABP. By that, from that man? In front of that man, by the ATM. <laughs> it's messy, so the mother's got to handle the money. No. The little girls just are there for the cute factor. I used to buy mine from the man on the subway. He had no kids around him, mm-hmm. so I don't know where he was getting these cookies from. What's your but, favorite Girl Scout cookie? I like Thin Mints. 
Okay, I like lemonade. Really? Yes. Those are good. They're delicious. Those are good. And I also like the shortbread ones, but I don't like the caramel delight. I still call them Samoas. But yeah, ooh. I know. Is that insensitive? I think so. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. It's something I don't like about the caramel. But I love coconut. Yeah. I do too. But these girls, they're not doing anything. And so the parents are always the ones like pushing the girls to go make that sale. Mm-hmm. Go ask them if they want some cookies. But the girls themselves are never the ones to like mm-hmm. go and, you know, initiate the sale. So I'm like, what exactly are these commercials trying to say right because it's like the marketing of it is like they're empowering the girls but it's always the parents it's always the mom and the cul-de-sac who are doing it who are actually doing the work you gotta kind of think about the security you don't want somebody you know taking advantage of the kid it can be intimidating especially because like Mm. adults are buying cookies from the children but i think that at least the fact that the little girls are there to be able to witness it's like take a child to work day the most pointless thing in the world this is what it is it's like, girl, we're going to go stand out in front of this Walmart for six hours on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Them kids be on their phone, on their iPad, not paying attention until the parent is like, go get that money. Mm-hmm. So what is that really teaching the girl? I think it's good because the I cookies don't. are bomb. <laughs> the they, cookies is hot. They are delicious. They are expensive now. Oh my God. It's funny. My one friend, he lives in Richmond. He knows, I'm not going to say him by name. Mm-hmm. He lives in Richmond and I saw him this weekend. We were reunited. I missed him so, so much. Mm-hmm. And he lives in the old Girl Scout cookie factory. Really? I bet it smell good Bitch, in there. You can, it's in the concrete. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, it smells so good in here. It and they got like, like art of like the cookies and stuff, like really? abstract art of like the cookies. Uh-huh. It's really cute how they did it. Okay. But they have like the sign. It's like Girl Scout cookie factory. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but you live in a cookie factory? Yeah. Like, but I don't know. I don't think that the program is meant to... These girls are not supposed to be running their own little enterprises. But that's what the commercial said. And they make money, though. They do. But fuck them kids. I'm going to get mine from the man on the subway platform. Because he got the bomb deal on them cookies. And I said what I said. All right, child. When I said what I said this week goes out to... You know, RuPaul Charles has gotten a lot of flack about his stance on black issues. Yeah. That homegirl tried to come at him. The girl from Essence. Uh, at the Emmys mm-hmm. because he doesn't have enough diversity on his team. Mm-hmm. Understand, mm-hmm. like, RuPaul is 65, bitch. He's of a different mm-hmm. area. But now it's in the UK. Uh-huh. America and the United Kingdom have a long, fraught history. Yeah. You know, you know, Maurice here is an Anglophile. I am. I'm not, but I do now be checking for the British family more that we got a black woman in there. God save the queen. And Megan. <laughs> <laughs> and the Duchess. <laughs> but uh, I am interested in things that are the United Kingdom, you know, because they mm-hmm. were a major world power and have this great were? influence. Huh? Still I still are. I mean, they have the what? The, the Commonwealth countries or whatever, mm-hmm. the 53? Yeah. But... I think that, well, I don't think we look at things as imperial as we once did. Okay. This is my problem. (laughs) The point is, is that I love RuPaul. I love drag. I love drag. I fucking hate RuPaul's Drag Race UK. It is the worst. It's horrible. It's trash. It's not worth your time. Because in the UK, it's on the BBC. Mm -hmm. And the government runs their TV programming much differently than how we do here in America. Mm -hmm. It's not a privatized thing. Yeah. Um, all has to go through the BBC. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's why the girls on the show don't get cash prizes for their mini wins, and for each episode win, they get like a, a medallion because the government can't <laughs> give them like. <laughs> you're like here, they're like girls, you get ten thousand dollars in new wigs, mm-hmm. you get these new jewels and gowns, you get this makeup. 
they don't do that. You get like, because um, it's government sponsored to a certain extent. So they can't have these cash prizes because companies can't support. Can they trade that in at the at the end? Is it like when you go to the carnival and it starts shooting out them tickets? <laughs> <laughs> I think British drag is different from American drag. And they're not turning looks for me. Well, neither was Evie Oddly, and she still won. And that's, okay. And, so maybe that was she, a soft entry into... May, ooh, ooh, you're onto something. Because okay. she did not turn that one single not look. A damn thing. And I was talking with people at John's party, and uh-huh. he was like, oh, I knew when she had that mirrored thing on her head that she had won. Ooh, I was like, but did you see all the fingerprints on it? <laughs> it was had, smudged. It was all smudged. Yeah. Like, bitch, where's your Windex at, bitch? Come on, you're just raggedy, bitch. But to me, Evie didn't even have performance. No. She was just mediocre yeah, in every best. aspect of the word. Mm-hmm. But these British queens are funny. They have great performance. But the looks mm. are atrocious. I'm not impressed by the level of drag. Because you no. know, I love me a fishy queen mm-hmm. a la Brooklyn Heights. Yes. Speaking of, but Drag Race Canada mm-hmm. is um, going to be featuring Brooklyn Heights as the permanent judge. Yes. And what's his name? <laughs> Jeffrey Bauer Chapman. Jeff- Jeffrey Bauer Chapman, my bae. He don't he my bae. But mm. he's, he's, my, he's low-key bae. I guess. I just like men that look like me. <laughs> Are y'all twins okay, or boyfriends? Both. Ew, gross. <laughs> All right, child. Well, I'm. I love a drag and I love a rue, but I cannot feature RuPaul Drag Race UK. And I said what I said. All right. Now it's time for tens, tens, tens across the board. So my tens this week is going to. Ethiopian Prime Minister and Nobel Peace Prize winner, Abe Ahmed. He is the Prime Minister of Ethiopia, and he won the Nobel Peace Prize on Friday. If you go back to our last episode, I gave my I Said What I Said to Greta Thunberg. Greta. <laughs> the little climate change girl. Mm-hmm. She was in the running to win this, this um, Nobel Peace Prize, but uh, Prime Minister Ahmed beat her out so he's 43 years old he basically um has been elected as um ethiopia's prime minister recently in uh 2018 Mm -hmm. he broke through like two decades of this um conflict that they've had with eritrea and so they have been having this like war and it's just really ravaged both of the um the -hmm. countries and so in the first hundred days of his term as prime minister, he lifted the country's state of emergency. He granted amnesty to thousands of political prisoners. He discontinued the media censorship that was going on in the country. Mm-hmm. He increased the influence of women in political and community life in yes, women. the country. Absolutely. Yes. So tens. tens, 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 prime minister Ahmed. This week, my tens goes to three women, but I just could not decide. And all three women have made... Uh, feats and have broken records or have done something that has never been done within their athletic fields before so Mm y'all are going to uh share this crown and i'm just going to dole it out like my name is katie herring (laughs) okay (laughs) oh katie for mean girls yes you know that's like one of my faves but why is she white i don't know jimbo (laughs) okay (laughs) but this week's tens goes to simone biles brigid kosge and coco golf Okay. <laughs> Why you laugh at Coco? Every time I hear Coco Golf, I think of Coco Floss. 
Have you heard of that? What's that? It's this new floss that's made um, coconut with coconut oil, um, and it's like a subscription service. But yeah, oh, like you Quip. get it online. Yeah, it's kind of uh, like Quip. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, Simone Biles became the first and most decorated gymnast of all time. Yes, gymnast. That's not male or female. Just gymnast. Period. period. Okay. And she's earned her 24th medal and at the, the World end. Championships. And she went on to her 25th on the floor exercise. Ooh, yes. She topped herself. Oh, she beat herself. Yes, that's how you do it. Black women. I remember growing up, uh, and I was watching the 1996 Olympics, when um, Homegirl, when she had a land on one foot, Carrie, what's her name? Carrie, Carrie Strutt. Carrie Strutt. And Dominique Dawes. Uh-huh. And I thought Dominique Dawes was like the best thing since sliced bread. Yes. I, I mean, I think that the body could do what Simone could do. It's insane. It's, it's, crazy. it's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't think it's human. But that's another discussion. She's a robot. But tens to you, uh-huh. Simone. Next tens goes to Britis Kosge, who is a Kenyan runner. And she shattered the world marathon record, which is 22. Oh, ooh, 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 ooh. I'm bad at no. Which is 26.2 mm-hmm. miles. Why anybody would need to run that far without stopping mm-hmm. and without being chased? Right. I don't know. I don't do that. But she ran 26.2 miles in two hours and 14 minutes and four seconds. She's from Kenya, right? She's from Kenya. Didn't the man beat the the man from Kenya? The man from Kenya also yeah, beat the record the, as well. Yeah, he broke the record for running under two hours. Under two hours. Yeah. Insane. But then Kenyans, mm-hmm. Kenyans, you know, it's really mountainous. Yeah. So they're used to running at a higher altitude with mm-hmm. less oxygen. Yeah. So when they get down here at the sea level, they got, they got it. But Look yes, that. you know? And Coco Golf, our tennis girl, I did see Shaba Saf for her during the U.S. Open when um, Naomi Osaka had to like, yeah. you know, beat her. But, but they're here for you. Come do this interview with me. Yes, girl. But Coco became the youngest pro tennis champion at 15 years old when she beat some chick from Austria. <laughs> she don't matter. But I just think it's so amazing to see these young black women of the diaspora competing in athletics performing well and setting new standards so tend to all you lovely women yes Ooh, this trophy got ugly what coco's what open was it upper austria ladies lens lens oh that's what it was no one could be it's just not that's not one of the big ones it's not mm-hmm. the u.s open it's not the it french like, open it's yeah. not Wimbledon. it's not the australian open bitches they need an answer for that <laughs> she probably the only one that showed up <laughs> Is a bitch. You want to get something. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for joining us at this week for Category Is. We'll, we'll see, see you next, next week. week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Category Is. Be sure to like, rate, and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on all things social media at Category Is Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can contact us at categoryispod at gmail.com. Check us out on the web at categoryispod.com.